Welcome to the Rare Hour with Christopher Valona. Please join us as we talk about the rare disease journey. We'll discuss the who, the what, and the why of rare diseases and the special needs community. We'll also reflect on the highs and lows of some of these awful conditions and how they affect us on a daily basis. We welcome you to the Rare Hour and just know you're not alone. Many of us out there are struggling just like you. So sit back and listen, cry, and laugh. Today on the Rare Hour with Christopher Valona. Hey everybody, this is Christopher Valona and you are listening to The Rare Hour with Christopher Valona where we talk about uh, topics in rare disease and special needs communities and families. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there is no topics that we do not talk about. Uh, we talk about everything, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. And uh, you'll find out about how bad and ugly it is today with my guest. Um, this is another rare disease parent here joining us today who I... Uh, met um, through a few other families in rare disease. And unfortunately, we share a common bond uh, that our children are dying from Batten disease, CLN8. And I just wanted to bring on Muhammad uh, to the show today and just to tell everybody your story. So Muhammad, are you there? I am here, Chris. I am here. Oh, that's great. So just give everybody a little bit of background about, you know, what's your name and what you do and uh, what's going sure. on in your world for a second. Well, firstly, thank you for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. Um, my name is Mohammed Dawood. I am 42 years old, born and raised in Orlando, Florida. And yeah, as, as Chris, as you mentioned, we share an unfortunate commonality and that our child has been diagnosed with CLN8, Batten's disease. And, you know, my daughter, Hannah, she is now, she's seven years old. And everything was fine, you know, growing up, first year, second year, third year. And then four years old, she woke up one morning and couldn't walk. And we were just wondering what's going on here. And, you know, went to doctors, neurologists, and no clear-cut answer. They did a bunch of tests, you know, blood work, MRIs, CAT scans, nothing popped up. So her endocrinologist at the time had said, you know what, you should do a, a genetic test and, and maybe, you know, you can shed some light. And after like eight months, I would say we got the results back. Is that basically what you did too, Chris? I can't recall. Was it the same uh, for you, the genetic testing? <laughs> it, wasn't until, was it, it wasn't until much later. We were we were misdiagnosed um, early on. Many with, times, right? Yeah. Uh, well, with epilepsy mostly, but then, of course, mm-hmm. uh, the regular stuff started falling apart. Like, you know, you can't yeah. walk, can't talk as good, you yeah. can't see as good. You know, it's yes. like you have to figure out what's going on, so... Did, did you have the same thing about um, maybe they... Uh, what was it at the school that they had a learning thing. Maybe they had a little learning disability as oh, well. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Same. yeah and, and, and so many different reasons and excuses as to why your children yeah. wasn't well, wasn't which always well. Yep. fell back on the parent. So, but uh, go uh, on. Of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I'll, 
Well, basically, after the eight months, it came back that CLN8, she had a defective gene, and that CLN8 gene was producing a stop codon. So my daughter's specific type was her brain is just building up garbage, and the protein responsible for taking out that garbage wasn't there. So it's just building up and building up in her brain. And as a result, just like you said, things just start going one after the other after the other. Mobility, speech, you know, even eating saliva. I mean, now we're at the point, Chris, you already know, but, you know, she, she's lost her eyesight. Um, she has zero mobility whatsoever. Uh, she's got a JG tube, so she can't eat at all. Um, honestly, she can't do anything. And, you know, unfortunately, now it's getting to the point where she's not very receptive at all. You know, before, you know, I would say something to her and, you know, she'd respond in whatever way possible. Maybe, you know, her head moving or, you know, her eyes moving around, even though she has no sight. But now it's, it's, it's like almost talking to a wall and it's, it's the worst, worst thing you can imagine, really. Yeah. So how, how, how old is she today? She's seven years old. And how She's long? Born in 2015. How long has she been going through the struggle before you knew something was wrong? Before, um, you know, when she, before the uh, genetic results came back, I would say about nine months. Cause that was, that was relatively when that morning she woke up and she just couldn't walk. That was our first sign that something was wrong. And before and be, it was, before it was sorry, nothing wrong with her. Nothing was wrong with her before. No, they said maybe she might have a speech delay. You know, she wasn't talking as much, but nothing as a flag to say, Hey, something is seriously wrong here. Nothing like that. And then just the walking was the first thing where like something is, something is not right here. Sure. And then test after test after test, nothing, nothing, nothing. I mean, even the CAT scans, the MRIs, all of that stuff, blood tests, there was nothing to, 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 to signify that something is wrong. Wow. That's, that's, that's incredible. So she just uh, one day just couldn't walk and then everything that's else started it. falling apart. One after the other. And so you had to wait eight months for an answer. Mm -hmm. Roughly, yeah. It took eight months to get the results back from the genetic test. I think that's way too long. That's ridiculous. It's way too long. It is ridiculous. What did they say the delay was for? I don't get it. No clue. This is before the no pandemic. Yeah, it's before the pandemic. People are still yeah. working. Yeah. Still working like normal. So I, I don't know what what was the was the issue in the delay, but you know, at the time. I didn't think much of the delay and, and to be honest, I wasn't thinking anything like this, you know, yeah. I wasn't, this is the last thing on my mind was something like this. So I didn't really follow up, I guess, as much as I should have that, that on, but I mean, in hindsight, yes, yeah, 2020, but I don't know what good it would have done anyways, because this just, there's no, there's no solution to this issue. It's just, you know, whatever pops up, try to keep it at bay. You know whatever and, these right are. So, yeah. um, are you married? Yeah, married. I got two kids. Um, um, Hannah, my daughter, who's diagnosed is my second daughter, uh, my second child. Um, my son Hamza, he's my first, um, and he was born in uh, 2012. What's his name? Hamza. Hamza. Okay. Yeah, that's it. And uh, your wife's name? 
My wife's name is Iram. Iram. Yep. Is she pretty much involved with you on this journey? Yeah, b- big time. I mean, she's she's more more so in the day to day because uh, I have a bit of work and all that. So she's with her most of the time. I see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's got to be tough any way you look at it. It's it's tough every way you look at it. You're absolutely right. And your You're son, does right. your son understand about his sister? You know, he gets it. And, you know, it's definitely affected him. Definitely affected him in, in, in you know, a lot of ways. And, you know, it's a, it's a touchy one as a parent to try to get it out of them to see really where they're at without, I don't know, without causing any more harm or without really getting him to lock himself up a bit, you know, to protect himself. I don't, that's the last thing I want him to do. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's kind of, you know, touchy feely mm-hmm. how to, how to get him to, to tell me what's going on. So the best thing I found is I, I just let him know how I feel about mm-hmm. the situation. And, you know, so far that's worked. And by mm-hmm. me telling him how I feel and, you know, weirdly for me to say how vulnerable I am with it, it it's helped him to tell me what's going on. So so, do, you, do you think that he just gets it? And without having to be told. What do you mean? Like as, as a sibling, you know, does he just, he just understands that there's something wrong with him without you telling yeah. him or his mom telling him. He just sees his sister. Yeah. He knows something's wrong hundred percent. I mean, it's, he sees her for sure. And you know, frankly, cause I, I've told him the truth, what's going on. Sure. And what the situation is. And, um, you know, obviously in, in the right way, but you know, I don't hide it from him. Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, is he uh, pretty involved with helping or is he just so, is he too young to really do that? Or does he just kind of like give you that empathy? Oh, uh, no, we try to do certain things. And at the same time, you know, he doesn't get super involved in it. You know, I, I think it, it does hurt him a bit, you know, to, to see that, you know, happening in front of him as well. You know, his sister has just gone downhill because he's, he's a very loving sibling. So it's really affected him. You know, his, his little sister is, you know, is really, really declined. Yeah. And how's um, Aram? Aram, it is. It, it's, am I yeah, pronouncing Aram. it right? Aram? Aram is fine. Yeah, okay. that's it. And how's mom doing with everything? Uh, she's finding it difficult, too. You know, she's she's been very strong about the whole thing. Um, I guess you have no choice. You know, you have your moments and all that. But, you know, you, you, she, she's pretty strong. She's pretty strong. And she 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 does... She does whatever she has to do, you know, which, which I'm very lucky. Sure. sure. I had, uh, I remember um, I had the opportunity to meet uh, your daughter and your wife in Florida. Yep. We took Sebastian yeah, you to did. Disney World. Yeah, uh, you did. What a great couple of uh, ladies you have there. It's uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, such a loving, strong support system you have. And it must yeah, be, uh, 100%. must be tough all the way around. I mean, but, it uh, is, man. It is. And, it uh, is. I mean, you know, you know exactly how it is. I mean, you know, like like this. There's not too many people who really understand how well, how it well, is. Well, of course. I mean, I've always said it. I'll say it again. If you're not in it, you don't understand it. You know. So no. it doesn't matter how how yeah. you know you're loving you are. If you're not experiencing this on the daily, you're never going to get rare disease. Never. Especially never. Disease. Yeah. No. Because never. because I used to joke about it with my. Uh, my then wife, when we uh, were just married and we didn't have mm-hmm. kids, you know, the great thing mm-hmm. about being an aunt or an uncle, we get to go home at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't have to take it back with you. Yeah. Right. But now we're yeah. parents and it's like, you know, yeah. oh, wow, we got to really deal with like raising kids and then boom. Yeah. 
we have Ooh. now a, a rare disease child who's terminal ill and that's like oh god so of course the yeah, relationship right. didn't last but it didn't yeah. it, it didn't uh, stop from being in it you know so i agree with yeah. you if, if you're not in yeah. it yeah, there's not a whole lot you can say no. uh, about it so no there's not. and that's, that's you know that you point that out you know a lot of people are you know don't get me wrong you know it's very nice to hear the comforting words and all that you know some people it is so easy to say oh, you know just be strong you have no idea what it's like you have no clue <laughs> you know what i mean these these people i tell you yeah. god bless them for trying to find uh, a way to to be supportive but um I was just talking about this at another, another yeah. Discord server where we talk about yeah. the rare, the rare relatable, yeah, yeah, channel, um, where people who throw around comments or you know, <laughs> yep, adages, if you will, to inspire you to do more and to be better. Oh uh, yeah, that's the that's inspire you. That's right. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, yeah. I just you know, I just smile and nod my head now because I just want to smack them in the face, you know. Because they have no clue. They don't they have, have no clue. clue. God no, bless zero. them. I, I, I want them to be, you know, clued in. But you, you need to walk a day in our shoes, at least at least 12 hours in our shoes on, on all Is of it, the best stuff. Yeah. Because I got to tell you, I, I, I'm, I'll I'm, i be honest with you, Hannah, yeah. uh, as yeah. you know, beautiful as she is, she's far worse than Sebastian. And we're in the same uh, category yeah. Of, uh, yeah. of of our uh, grouping. Yeah. Here, so, um, yeah. It's uh, it's it was very challenging um, on me. Tough, you know. It broke me down yeah. to see what, I know. what she had to go through versus what I had I, to go through. And I just I remember at, you telling me that. Yeah, I looked at Aaron and I said, "Oh my God!" I said, "I don't know how you do that." And how she you goes, do it. She goes, "What are you talking about? You do it every day." <laughs> just like, yeah. and to to what you just said, you you just have to you. Um, you have a choice. You're either going to do it or you're not. And I've always uh, said this. I'll say it again. You know, uh, moms freak out and dads check out mostly. And uh, props to you for staying and uh, doing doing the job that's expected to you as a parent. So uh, it's impressive. It's very impressive. Um, but uh, so today's topic, now that we've got yes. that out of the way, is uh, let's talk about <laughs> yeah. the, uh, let's talk about the uh, the promise of clinical trials. And uh, let's do that. And what they hope to bring. And uh, today. And we're going to talk about the reality of what that really is yeah. and what that looks like. Yeah. Because I yeah. think that, that, that you uh, mm. have an amazing opportunity to share your experience with a major uh, clinical trial that uh, was supposed to happen, but is now ha not happening yeah. for Hannah. And um, yeah. I don't apologize for putting you in touch with those people. Um, I'm, I was grateful to do that. And I'll do that for anyone that is seeking a clinical trial or some sort of information about uh, treatments in rare disease. Mm -hmm. And I will, I have a, a long list of Rolodexes now, if you will, <laughs> that you do, I will try to help uh, at least connect you people. And I was, I was grateful to hear that you guys had connected uh, uh, with the institution yeah. and that had gone through the steps. Um, so yeah. Can you talk uh, a little really bit about that? It, Chris, yeah. I want you to talk about a little bit about yeah. that, about uh, how it came to be and, and pretty much yeah. what was it like and what happened? Well, pretty much, you know, in the very beginning, um, we had, you know, when you first find out that there's some sort of rare disease, that's it, boom, you go to Google and you go nonstop for day in and day out, just trying to look for any sort of anything. 
as to you know find any sort anything anything to help your child no matter what it may be and you come across you know this or that or this and then i don't know what came up but um we went to duke and there was you know a possibility that um what was it um, with the bone marrow? They could do a bone marrow transplant, maybe, and it could stop the issue altogether. So obviously at the time we were like, oh, wow, you know, fantastic, let's go. So we went over to Duke, they ran all the tests, and at the end of it all, it was like, well, if she didn't have any of you know, any symptoms or anything like that, we could do the bone marrow transplant and she would be fine. In my head, I'm like, so what the hell is the point then? I mean, if something pops up, it's already too late. I mean, how else would you even know something is wrong until something would pop up? So it was kind of a moot point. So, wait, so, so go back a second here. You're saying that a bone marrow yeah. transplant was told that may save Hannah's life. Yeah, it could, it could stop this issue. But the only way it would is if they could do that before any symptoms or anything would present itself. Right. So, kind of seems uh, I mean, who would know that? Yeah, it's it is backwards, backwards, right? I mean, we, we have symptoms, is. but we can't use this treatment now. That's weird. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. So, I mean, now, now that that's, I tell everybody that I know, hey, before you guys want to have kids, no matter what, it may be, get a genetic test done. You and your partner get it done because it could potentially save your child. So, that being said, at least we learned that. And, you know, at least we got her checked out by the doctors over at Duke. And then we came back home and back again to search whatever we could, you know, find any which way. And as this is happening, obviously her symptoms are getting worse and worse. And as this is happening, you know, as each symptom progresses, we got to find a way to treat that. And, and, you know, whatever, is possible at the time like her seizures were getting worse and worse so you know we had to get that sorted out and you know even as far as diet was concerned what she could eat what she couldn't eat you know it was getting difficult for her the walking was getting worse um you know holding pens and pencils was getting different so all the therapies started to happen you know the speech therapy um, physical therapy occupational therapy all of the therapies were happening and you know that's that was basically the route that we were heading on from that point on. And then what did we happen? See, all this whole timeline is like foggy to me now that's happened, but it was like the whole CLN2 thing happened. And there was a, was it Amicus at the time CLN2 that there was a gene therapy for, for CLN2? Um, was that what it was? I can't well, remember. There was a gene therapy for CNL6. Uh, Six? Yes. And that was at the, the, the same institution that you went to go visit the um, the nationwide yes sir okay that's where it was then which was the one that they had the um well banero was, was created, in the brain banero was yeah. created for an enzyme replacement uh i believe right. yeah if that's what you're talking about that is still ongoing actually it's five is years that, it's five years now is that the one directly in the brain yes is sir. that the one yeah that's, that's the one okay yeah. right there we go so and then Oh, that's what it was. There was a conference in Orlando. The, um, what was it for? The Batten, was it a Batten's conference? 
What was it? Uh, there was something in Orlando. I, don't know. I um, wasn't in your world, brother. <laughs> oh man, what the, I, I I don't even remember my world then, man. There was a um there was a conference in Orlando. I don't know. I don't know if it was for a. No, it was it was more of a general uh, type of uh, conference. It wasn't specific to batons. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but anyways, what it was. But the the very various pharmaceutical companies were there, and um, that's where we got more information about. Um, a CLNA possible um, gene therapy. And they had, what was it? They had um, the therapy, yeah, the therapy company. It was Amicus Therapeutics was there, I think. And I think at the time they were the ones who were heading it. And, you know, at that time it was like, oh man, there's a little ray of hope here. You know, there's a, there's a possible gene therapy on the horizon. You know, they're in the works. Everything looks promising. And, um, just keep in touch with us. We got all the information from everybody. And I don't know if it was around that time, Chris, like really maybe just after that, that we were in touch or maybe you so more, well, more so with my wife at the time. I can't, I can't recall exactly, but anyways, there was this hope of a gene therapy. And at the time it was the conference. I think they were, they just had the results from the mice the mice results and they had really good results. I remember that. They're saying everything looked really good, better than their previous, you know, stuff for the other uh, specific genes. So at that time we were trying to get in touch afterwards with Nationwide and I think the, was it, I think it was Kat Myers was her name. Does that sound familiar to you? Yes, Catherine Meyer. Okay, Catherine Myers, and then there was another one. There's another lady. Um, hold on. Weimer, Weimer, maybe? Does yes. that sound familiar? Dr. Jill Weimer. Weimer in the lab? Dr. Yeah. Jill Weimer, yes. There we go. So those were, I think, the contact-ish people at the time that were trying to run this, this, uh, this gene therapy, this possible gene therapy. So we... At, after a little bit of time, we ended up having going to Nationwide Children's Hospital where they were doing this gene therapy. And they, I guess they wanted to see my daughter and just, I guess, you know, put her name, I guess, in the system, if you will. And they, they checked her out and, oh, what was it? It's, what is it called? Um, history, uh, family histories, uh, something like that. Uh, nat- uh, to get natural, all the information natural history study there you go there you go so it was like that and i guess they do that to get your information the patient's information and kind of put it all in the system and i guess now that i'm looking back on it it's probably to put her on the lists in in their lab world to see hey you know when the time comes is this patient going to be able to respond to this gene therapy? I mean, that's why I'm thinking about it now, looking back. Right. And at, after that point, they checked her out and everything wasn't too bad at the time. You know, all things considered for my daughter, for Hannah, um, she was still able to do a good amount of things. And then they're like, okay, fantastic. Just keep her strong and we'll be in touch with you. And uh, we'll see you in like a year. So... We lot tried as best as we could to keep her strong. Uh, well, I think we both know that. I mean, one year, year. Jesus Christ. That I think that first 
first year after this point, it just like went downhill fast. And the next time we saw them, it was just a different situation altogether. Um, I think she pretty much lost her eyesight by the next, the next visit. She was, she had a G tube. She was barely walking. It was just, it was not good. I mean, like you just said, within one year, it just went down and went down fast. And then I think it was our, our last trip was just recently in October. Was it October? Hold on. When was it? It was cold there. So what, October, November, maybe? When, when, no, when did we go? No, it wasn't. It was uh, this year, earlier this year. Well, anyways, it was this last <laughs> visit. And at the, at the, at basically after this visit, and they checked her out as they, as they did times before, um, we kept asking them and asking them, you know, when, when is this gene therapy going to be happening? Do you have any idea? And we tried so many times before to contact them. So many times. Emails, phone calls, phone call, phone call, phone call. Nothing, nothing, no reply, no reply. You know, and the times we did get a reply, oh, you know, we're at this point and hopefully next year, hopefully next year, hopefully six months, hopefully, you know, that's, that was the same situation. But after this last trip, you know, after everything was said and done, I got a phone call from the head doctor and, you know, we discussed everything and, you know, we're not stupid. We, we see where things are. And I, they told us exactly what we thought that, you know, she's just too far gone to have the gene therapy done for her. Yeah. Even if it was available tomorrow, she'd be too far gone. Wow. And, you know, you know, me and her, me and Hannah's mother, we were talking about that. And, you know, we we're like, you know, if it was tomorrow, would we even say yes? If she was allowed for it. And we both came to the decision that we wouldn't, we wouldn't do it. You would not. I mean, no, because as I cannot be selfish, as much as I love my daughter, seeing her like this is the worst thing in the world. I don't want to keep her like this. I mean, that's the best outcome is pausing this horrible disease. There's no cure. There's no going back to what was lost. I don't want to, she, she's just there, man, my poor daughter. I can't keep her like that. I cannot. So we already knew that. And, you know, it, it did hurt to actually hear those words come out of the doctor's mouth, but we already knew that that was the case. So, you know, it just kind of confirmed that for us, I guess, if you will. And, and they're not ready for it anyways. The gene therapy is still not ready. And they still haven't done a lot of the, um, the, um, the test, I guess it's on the primates is next, I guess. I'm not even sure what's next, but it's, yeah. it's not soon, I don't think. Right. So I, I don't know what this, their time frame is, and I don't know what's going on because in the past, I mean, Chris, you know, more, way more than I do, but, you know, I don't know what the details are or what happened, but there was so much lag and so much yeah. BS red tape, I think, that happened. You know, companies dropping the ball here and there. And yeah. At the end of it all, the children are the one who suffers. So do you, the children do you, are suffering. Let me ask you a question. If, if yeah, if um, I guess for lack of a better word, um, do you feel that the promises uh, were 
vocalized enough for you to like have that kind of hope that there would be an opportunity for Hannah or the rest of these kids to have the potential in, of a full life? In the beginning, I did. In the beginning, I had a lot of hope. It sounded very promising. And, and the time frame sounded more promising too. I mean, they did make it clear that it's not a cure, yeah. but it would pause the situation. That was made clear. And, you know, and, you know I thought, okay, that's still okay. Because buying our kids time is the biggest thing. If we can buy them some time, technology is going by so fast. Things are just, you know, happening so fast that if we can buy them some time, a possible cure could come out. And worst comes first, at least they're they're stabilized at where they were at. But, so when 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 you were going through all this stuff, did you mm -hmm. uh, did you tell the world about your issues? What did you do? Did you have a foundation? Did you have any like social media? No. About you didn't have anything for Hannah. No, but then, but then it, we started doing it after the beginning phase was just a bit of a, a cloudy time, you know, trying to figure out what's really going on, and you know, the whole thought of of the whole foundation and social media and awareness of the situation for me personally, it didn't sink into me yet that mm -hmm. hey, this is what we're dealing with. I guess I was a bit naive or I just didn't want to believe it as such. Right. Or I, I didn't think it would get that far to where, Hey man, this is really a, a good thing to do. Mm. And then as, as time went by, sure enough, we had to, we, we, we had to do it. We got a little, you know, Instagram page and a foundation for her and, you know, trying to do all that. And then at the same time, you want to spend time with her and you know actually the the way the it, things are just deteriorating so rapidly it's just you know what do you really do do you focus on you know trying to do this awareness and you know get things going and doing all these things or enjoy the last little moments that we have with her and it's it's i don't know man it's a tough one Chris is a tough one. Like I just, sometimes I just feel lost as to what to, to really go about doing and what's the best thing. And you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. I don't know, man. Sometimes you just don't know what the hell to say. These are tough decisions to be honest with you, but you tell us uh, so the listeners can understand where to find Hannah. Where, yeah. what did you guys create? What's the name of a, the pages? Uh, uh, the name of the page, I'll get them for you right now. I'll get the exact ones. I don't want to, to mess it up. Um, <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. It's not. Uh, uh, hold on one second. I'll get it right here for you. Sure. Her, her Instagram, we have an Instagram for her. It's her name, Hannah, H A N N A underscore C L N 8. That's C as in Charlie, L as in Larry, N as in Nancy, and then the number 8. That's on Instagram. And that's on Instagram, yeah. And that's okay. kind of, I guess you could say, has some pictures of her journey throughout the time from at least when we when we first started doing it which i mean wasn't from the beginning really basically it started around the end of november is when we started of 2019 so mm -hmm. only about two and a half years ah, and still, that's still good though two and a half years compared to yeah. some that have not not done the thing that's 100 yeah you're absolutely right i mean it's uh, definitely better me, than that did you so did you feel cheated at all in this journey when, when the doctors were talking to you or did you, did you, I don't know if you're a religious man, did you feel that your higher power cheated you 
Um, um, you know, in, in the higher power aspect, I can tell you this. I do believe in, in, in God 100%. And I know his plan is the best plan. And I, I, I trust that his, he, he knows better than all of us. And he, he knows the reasons for everything. And somewhere or another, there's a blessing in this for all of us. I believe that. And, and, I, and honestly, I have to tell myself this every single time because it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole. And, you know, you get down too far. You, sometimes you can't get out of it, man. And, and you know, I've, I've gotten very close. You know, it's very, very close. Um, the doctors cheating me, the one thing I, I will say is I think they were messing around with this. I, I don't think they were 100% honest about what the hell is really going on. As far as the timetable is concerned, yeah. what they're looking for, even with their patients and all that. Yeah. I mean, I just think they were, I don't think they were telling us the whole scope of things and what's really going on because there was too many, too many weird things that happened along the way. And, you know, their whole timetable was completely out of, there was no timetable. They were telling us, you know, in six months, we should be there. You know, you should, no, there's none of that was true. And I don't think that was a, an oversight on there. And I think it was a deliberate thing to kind of just, I think, you know, push us off. I, I, I went through a lot of that shit between a few different yeah. companies. Um, uh-huh. I think they need patience and they'll, they'll do and say anything to keep you interested because they have you because you're, desperate. you're right. You're desperate. You're desperate. And um, they've uh, answered, your, right. they've answered your desperation by dangling this carrot of hope. Um, That's exactly what it is. And um, you know, I, 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 I don't really understand um the science and I don't understand the politics, but what I do understand mm-hmm. is the, the, the inability to connect as a, uh, with patients and caregivers and the medical community, because you're trying to do something amazing and we're mm-hmm. trying to get that amazing help. And it's like, yeah, you overpromise and underdeliver, and then the children are dead. And you can't really hold anybody really accountable. But mm-hmm. going forward, I really just wish that people were really more honest um, up That's front it. rather than 100%. Then the end, it's like, well, you know, we ran out of time, um, you know, and your, your child is really just not going to have a quality of life. So we're not going to really yeah. spend the time or the money trying to help you. So we're on to the Yo, next. Yeah. On to the next. Exactly. It's exactly right. I mean, I, I personally, I'd rather be told the truth, uh, I mean, you know, from the get-go. Hey, it's not going to be anytime soon. So, you know, this is where you stand. Okay, at least I know where I stand. Yeah, but, but that dangling in front of me doesn't sit well with me. I, I wonder don't like why, that. I wonder, I wonder why they do that. I wonder why they just don't say that. Because, no clue. Because they need patience. They need people inside of these, uh, these yeah, trials. But at, the same, but at the same time, Chris, if they need patience... And then at the end, they still say, okay, you're too far gone. You still don't have the patient. So what was the point? I don't know. Maybe that's how, you know the, what I mean? maybe how the money uh, comes in. Oh, like, money. Uh, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess it's all about money, right? Yeah. Well, I, unfortunately, I'd have to say that it's 80% about money, maybe more. And I'm not saying that because I'm angry and bitter. I'm just, I've watched a few of these people like yourself, Muhammad, go through this. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I've and I've and I've been told that time is the enemy, and I and I see that played 100%. out. I yeah. mean, I I'm, in, front of, in front of our eyes. Yeah, right in front of our eyes. I'm I'm at the 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 point to where I feel 
that my son is not going to have a treatment mm -hmm. or a cure in his lifetime. And I think that he's going to die um, regardless of, of whatever science is doing. Uh, because I think that he's going to get that same conversation or he's going to be told that same conversation. It's just, yeah. there's no point. Yeah. He's too far yeah. on the quality of life, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I ask, I asked that question before because a mm -hmm. lot of the parents would, would say, we'll take the child no matter how we, we get it. So they would take, they would take Hannah I, yeah, at that, I at would. that point. And I know, yeah. and, and everybody's yeah. different. Everybody's, everybody's different. different. You're right. You're and right. I understand you don't want to see her suffering and nobody wants that. No. And I'm sure she doesn't no. want to suffer anymore. And, no, uh, it's a, it's a tough decision. And that's a, that's a family 100%. decision. And I don't think it anybody is. would fault yeah. you. Um, yeah. I just, I, I can't, I can't put myself to saying, Hey, you know what? Best case scenario, it's it's paused where it's at. My my poor daughter can't do anything, as it is. I mean, it's just it's horrible. I would never wish this on anybody. Yeah. And I cannot be selfish. As much as I love my daughter, and I would do anything for her. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't see her continue to suffer, knowing that it'll never get any better. No way. I I just there's no way I would do it. And it's, and I mean, it's not even an, an option really right now. It's not, it's not here anyways. It doesn't even matter. Right. And who knows when it's going to be yeah. like, like from whatever we've just been through, their words really don't mean anything with a timetable. So right. no clue. Ever, no clue. I mean, you ever, have you been, you ever, sorry, go you ahead. Ever feel, do you ever feel like you just wanted to research some other sourcing? I tried. Yeah. There's, there's really nothing. There's nothing. No, not really. There's nothing else nope. out there. There's no drug repurposing. There's nothing that is available I mean, to help handle. The only, no, I mean, the only thing, I mean, when this whole thing went down from the beginning, I mean, you, you research everything and, you know, there's some stuff called, um, uh, I can't remember. It's, it's still like an underground type of thing where they actually go in and they can actually change the specific uh, gene that's, incorrect but it's nowhere near safe for human that uh trials yeah. about there was that genetic etching is that what we're talking about uh, ed gene editing yeah yeah gene that's editing. It. yeah yeah man yeah, it's pretty crazy yeah how, how many crazy. how many times have you and i've heard about these crazy notions that we're going to be able to live forever and fix our kids it's just yeah it's crazy like, like oh i want my kid to be six foot eight and blue eyes or whatever it may be <laughs> And you can do that kind of crap, but yeah, but then it, but then it happens. Yeah. So it's like you're wondering. Then it definitely you know, happens. How can we save these kids that are dying and, and they really deserve an opportunity to be I included know. in these trials, regardless of age, regardless of how, regardless uh, of 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 their mobility and their factor. I mean, what if it works? You know, That'd I'm just great. saying. I mean, what can works? you lose? What could you lose? Uh, that's you're, in the, you're you're in the same boat, anyways. Yeah, you, you know it, and you know that your child is going to die. And what is the big yeah. fucking difference? You know, I don't right, see any difference. If any, yeah, you're absolutely right. right. The Why right not? to try, the right to try was huge when that was pushed through. Massive. So I just like, why don't these people just fucking do it? And, and I just, it's about money. It's because about it's about money. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's about money, and pharmaceutical companies make that money. Yeah, but then all of a sudden, parents like you who will simply say, "Yeah, but we don't want to put our children through that." So I understand that, but well, well, there's a difference between cure 
if there's a cure, yeah, that's a different story. That to me is a different story because that means that at any point in time, no matter how bad it is, there's a possibility for her to be back to normal. I'm I'm okay with that. But at the best case scenario, pausing it where it's at, best case scenario, no ways. No way. And it takes a toll on the on on the on the patient as well. That's what they told us last time. So when when you went when you just went back to nationwide and, and you spoke to yeah. the doctors there and you got that yeah. horrible news and you had that, yeah. that real shot in the stomach for that realization that it wasn't yeah. gonna be it wasn't gonna be for Hannah. Did yeah. they tell you anything about uh, anything that's coming or anything that's possibly happening on the horizon? Nope. Nope. They don't know yet. They still have to do the the efficacy trials on primates. And yeah, there's no there was no answer as to a timetable. Zero. Oh, don't get me started about timetables. These guys don't I don't fucking, want to. They don't have a fucking clue what timetable is there. They're just they're just dangling that carrot. Is that's all they're doing? I think they have their anticipatory timetables, and then they have their real timetables. Realistic, because it doesn't go well in the lab, and something happens. Either there's a death, or there's some sort of a challenge, or some sort of a thing that doesn't I mean, match. Have you heard anything on your end? No, as far as the timetable. No, man. I just I like I don't, you. I don't. I've fallen on deaf ears. Uh, I I don't understand why that's why, why can't they even just say okay, here's where we're at. I think this is that, where we're, what we're looking for. Why can't they even just say that? I don't just think they want it. to fucking say a fucking thing because they're worried that they're either going to be held accountable or they're going to be sued or whatever. And I think that the, the, the less is more approach so they don't have to fucking deal with, you know, crazy fucking parents like us that we're told one thing and then we want the answers and we want updates. You know, if you could just have updates, you would. That's it. it. But but they don't have any updates. Communicate. Just say, I mean, just say that. Sorry for right now. We don't, we, we, we're just not sure. And this is where we stand, but they can't even do that. They can't even do that. And that's what, that's what, I don't know how many times I've tried calling and calling. That'd be a great, that would be a great segment. That would be a great segment. You know, if there's anybody listening to this podcast, which I hope you are, Mm -hmm. I would love yeah, you to come too. on the show and and kind uh-huh. of rebuke about what two fathers are going through and what we've been told versus yeah. what is actually happening. Please, they um, would love to 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 not challenge you, Please. but just come on and explain no. it uh, to Please. help us something. And just ex- yeah, and explain <laughs> why they can't just answer the phone or re- return an email to say, "Hey, listen, this is where we're at. Sorry that we haven't responded, but just." that's all and let me preface this don't tell me you're fucking yeah. busy because we're all busy okay i know you're creating science but we're we're trying to save lives too uh, here in the home so i mean just a little bit of of communication Something. goes so far a with putting, putting our stress just on hold like i'm not trying to tell you to sell us falsehoods and sell us fucking hope that's never going to happen but just you know that email that you know, I got to tell you, nationwide is, better, nationwide is really better than most so far. The yeah. people at Amicus, screw yeah. them. Uh, that's a whole nother show. I don't that's, a, that's, that's a whole nother. I don't know what that I, is. I don't want to get into trouble, but, but I have no trouble no. motherfucking everybody in that company too. But anyway, I wanted to ask you uh, uh, yeah. one, one last question. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. You've gone through this journey um, yeah. for the last few years, kind of a, yeah. a really fast timetable of uh, yeah. ups and downs and uh, yeah. 
a lot of hope and a lot of drive yeah. to keep your daughter happy and alive and, and mommy yeah. is involved yeah. and uh, where what would you tell a person who just got diagnosed in rare disease what would be your first piece of advice to another rare dad if they if they were just diagnosed yeah I mean, get whatever it is, try to get, try to find out about a gene therapy. I mean, or, or something, get, get in touch with those doctors or that company, whatever it is, get the child's name and get, get them there, get them there. I mean, that's your only hope. And that's all we could have done. I mean, Chris, you were doing this from way before and you were there, you've seen a lot of shit back and forth between whatever company but the best thing was your son's name was there no matter what it was his name was there yeah the shit the shit did not turn out right at all timetable or not but his name was there oh. and that's the biggest thing is i would say is get the name there because what else are you going to do there's no other there's no other way unfortunately but get get the child get your child's name with what, with whoever or however many people are doing it, get them there, and go take them wherever they need to be to, to be taken to to get checked out. Do whatever natural history studies. Get your child's name there, and then just do whatever you can to keep them strong and healthy for whenever that gene therapy comes through. Unfortunately, that is the only option that our children that have these sort of rare genetic diseases have. Until that gene editing is a is a viable solution, we have no other choice. Gene well, therapy, and that's the only way. Or it could be none of this shit works. <laughs> you know or it saying? could be none of this shit works. And something new, new. Then you're still in the same along. boat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I uh, I appreciate your honesty and your candor. Um, of course, you're yeah. always you're always welcome to come to our Thursday night meetings. Uh, if you're, yes, uh, if, you're, if you're listening out there in um, the podcast world, uh, Project Sebastian hosts a one-hour uh, rare disease support group on Zoom. You can always find out the meeting times on projectsebastian.org. Just go to the meeting tabs, click down, and then click join now. Uh, that's 7 p.m. on Thursday nights Pacific because we're in California. Uh, California. So uh, all are welcome, all rare diseases, all special needs, all inclusive whether you're a parent like muhammad or you are a caregiver or a doctor even we'll even let you in wink wink <laughs> uh and uh or even if you just got a family friend or you're a sibling and you're affected by rare disease or special needs we we implore you to come visit the rooms because we want to hear your voice and we want to make sure that you are not alone because guess what i never would have met muhammad without this rare disease but yeah. he and i have more in common than some of my best friends and that's likewise that is the truth so i appreciate you coming on today muhammad and just thank you for having me man telling your truth and your stories and uh, uh we'll pray for your family and hannah uh, please do and, um, and then we'll guys, pray for you and sebastian as well i appreciate that sebastian's in my appreciate mouth you. every day just like you said hannah's in your mouth every day it's like it's always all about the kids. it's so, all about the kids 
All right, everybody. Uh, that's it. That's all we have today with the Rare Hour with Christopher Valona. Um, uh, don't forget to check out uh, Muhammad's uh, website for his daughter. We're going to put that down in the show notes. And uh, we will see you next time here on the Rare Hour with Christopher Valona. Thanks, Muhammad. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Rare Hour with Christopher Valona. We appreciate your listening. If you have a story or want to talk about your journey, please reach out to us at info at projectsebastian.org and put Rare Hour in the subject line. We hope to have you on the show. You can find us at www.projectsebastian.org, on Facebook at Project Sebastian, on Instagram at Project Sebastian One, and on Twitter at Gaga V Project. Don't forget, you can find us on the Clubhouse app too. Just search Rare Disease. Music